Greetings, dear ones. <clears throat> we greet you. We bless you. We're honored to be with you. These are extraordinary times, and it's really exquisite for you to take time to listen to spirit, to allow guidance to come into your life, and to know that spirit cares about you immensely. So there are many beings like us on the other side of the veil that love to offer guidance and we have all of eternity. So you're asking us questions. You're asking us to be involved in your life is a delight. This is an extraordinary period of time where in a way you either slip back into older ways of behaving or being or you have the courage and the wisdom to open to new ways. And sometimes that's a little challenging. Sometimes it might require a journey into the underworld to pull up some part of you that's gotten lost in the past. Or it might require letting go of some of your ego's favorite ways of defining yourself. And we encourage you to continue to do that, to let go of who you think you are, let go of needing to know because God knows and you'll be informed as it's time to be informed. So the real excitement is to keep allowing yourself to access a higher level of your own being. What we know is... Welcome to Galactic Guidance, the show that channels the wisdom of beings from higher realms. Join us as we tap into the cosmic consciousness and receive messages of clear guidance to help us navigate our spiritual evolution on planet Earth. So sit back, relax, and let's connect into the higher frequency. Welcome everybody to this episode of Galactic Guidance. I'm so excited. We have a brand new channel here with us today. Her name is Evelina Rose. Evelina Rose is a channel for the Council of Twelve. The Council of Twelve are an ancient council of light that has worked with the planet since its inception and they comprise of ascended masters and goddesses. Evelina is not new to this. She has been channeling for almost 40 years and in today's episode we're going to find out how did this happen where did this start how did she begin channeling and then we're actually going to channel a message for the audience so it doesn't matter whether you're listening to this episode in the future or you listen to it as soon as it's released this message will be for you so welcome Evelina I'm so excited you. to be right here Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So I have had a personal experience of your channeling and I have to say that it was profound. I felt that it really, really helped me. It wasn't just you telling me what's going to happen in the future. It was actually helping me and assisting me with letting go of things that were actually hindering me from moving forward. And I felt the difference. I felt the light enter my body and I am so very grateful. So thank you for that. Just really quickly before we go on, I'm just interested in terms of, um, you know, 
well before you started channeling, in terms of your own belief systems, what did you believe from a spiritual point of view growing up? Did you, what were your belief systems around spirituality? I grew up in a family that we were very active in the Methodist church. And I always felt there was more than what was being taught. I went to college at a Methodist university. And at first I was thinking I was going to work in the churches and, and major in religion. And then the second church I wor worked in, I sat there one day and I went, there's no God in this church. There's no spirit here. And so I, I, I had this crisis of identification for a bit. And my psychology professor was very interested in having me join his department. And so I shifted to psychology. And I remember I was, when I was getting my master's, one day I remember working and saying to God, I don't know if you exist. I really don't know what to believe. If you exist, I need you to prove it to me. I need you to reach me in a way that it's absolutely clear to me that you exist. And I think God loves that kind of challenge. And it certainly occurred that over time, I just felt the movement of spirit in my life and in my clients' lives. So I got so convinced. That was a series of evidence that you received. It wasn't just one big catalyst moment that, mm -mm. yeah. So it was a series of things that happened where you felt spirit inside you, where you felt spirit move around you, that you were convinced that, yes, there mm -hmm. is a God. Yes, absolutely. There is a God and the God is very personal and cares about each of us and was willing to be active in my life. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so let's go back. Let's go back in time, Evelina. Tell me about what was life like just before you started channeling, just so that we have some context. Well, when I first began to have my therapy practice, I felt I could never know enough to be alone in the room with people. So I took all kinds of workshops, and one of them was meeting my spirit guides. So that was like, oh, I don't have to be alone. So I've cultivated that relationship for 45 years. And then someone asked me if I ever wanted to learn to channel, and I said no. But something inside me just leaped for joy when he talked about it. Mm -hmm. So he said, wait until you're very, very clear, and then we'll sit. I have this invocation. It opens the Akashic Records. I'll help anchor the energy, and we'll see what happens. So. Oh, beautiful. Can we go back? Because there's just two big leaps there that I just want to uncover the first big sure. revelation. We don't don't just skip past it. So you said that with the first when you first connected with your spirit guide forty five years ago. So mm -hmm. can you tell me how that happened? Through the through the workshop I was introduced to my guides. And then I began working with them every day or every few days. Mm -hmm. And actually, I didn't realize I was channeling. I had um, a couple that I worked with who asked, can you tell us what our guides say? And I said, I don't know if it'd be accurate. I don't know if we can trust it. 
And they said, you've taught us how to make good decisions. So just tell us what you hear and we'll decide. So I started doing that. So that actually was my first channeling. Wow. Wow. And what did you get from that? Like what messages did you get that and how did that help you? Well, that was a long time ago. Um, it helped them a lot to make choices and decisions about their business they had together. Mm -hmm. And it helped me by feeling that I had access to wisdom beyond my own and that I could tune in, I could call forth this wisdom. Beautiful. And so tell me about your encounter with the Council of Twelve. How did that occur? So this person who asked me if I'd ever wanted to channel, we met again and again, something inside me leaped for joy. So we set up a time where uh, he would use the invocation, go into deep meditation, and see what happened. And at first it was a guide I'd worked with, and I went, oh, nothing new. And then all of a sudden I heard, we're going to be out of my mouth, we're going to be quiet now while we clear the channel. And it was like, she doesn't need that belief anymore, she doesn't need that belief. And I'm going, God, guide this, may this be for the highest good. And they literally weeded the garden of my mind and they cleared these beliefs and then the next thing that came out was we are the council of 12 we're one of the ancient councils of the white brotherhood of light we're delighted you've asked us here and it felt totally different from the work i'd done before and my friend was very scientifically minded. He was brilliant. So he suddenly perked up. He, he could feel the difference. And so he started asking these questions and the council asked, answered them in a framework that I couldn't have, couldn't have spoken in. It was kind of like the way his mind thinks is how they addressed him. So that helped me know something was really different. Yeah, so what you're basically saying is that this friend who had a very scientific kind of way of thinking, he asked a question and the way the council gave the answer was a way that you, Evelina, don't have a, a reference point for. So you answered in a way that only he could understand and he could grasp the message of what was given. But that proved to you that it wasn't you, Evelina, that was actually pers the personality of Evelina was not the one giving this guidance and this advice and wow what a affirmation that mm -hmm. you were given in that moment because if it was if you were channeling for like with a friend that is similar to you you wouldn't have had that affirmation but because this friend is so different mm -hmm. you had that affirmation i love this story it's so beautiful and so tell me and how did that progress that this whole part of your life where you were channeling the Council of Twelve. How did that relationship develop between you and the Council of Twelve? Well, I was pretty well known in Austin, Texas. I was the president of a holistic health association. And so many people would come to me for therapy or I was doing massage. When I first put it out that I did channeling, people were really interested. And it felt like a lot of people wanted to try it out and the word spread pretty fast. I did have someone who came that was a well-known person in the community 
and his friend came to prove that I was a fake. And he managed to do that. So I was, I was very early on and I was channeling uh, Mother Mary. And what I felt wanted to get said was, how dare you? With a beginning channel, how dare you come with this attitude? But I didn't think she would say that. So I tried to answer his questions and I got more and more off from where, where I was really in tune. So he went back to his friend and told him she's a fake and his friend came back for another reading. And I said, what happened? Your friend, what made you come back to, to see me again? And he said, oh, I think reality is very different and he can have his reality. I have my reality that what's come through has been really helpful. So I'm going to go with my reality. Yeah, that's really interesting that you talk about, um, you know, people's skepticism and trying to prove that you're a fake and, and so on. Um, with the channels that I've spoken with, they do doubt themselves at the beginning. So did you feel that even after it was proved to you that you, this is not you, that you are channeling, you know, another energy, did you still doubt yourself at times? Absolutely. I think in the beginning I doubted myself a lot and got feedback that it was really useful to people. And being a therapist, I wasn't ever sure, wasn't sure, you know, is this me just sharing my wisdom? But things would come through that I wouldn't know or I wouldn't be able to say myself. And so I feel like the council, again, like God, had to prove themselves to me that they really were coming from a high place and the, the answers were coming from them. But I'd also say that many, many years, I would occasionally doubt myself. Mm -hmm. It was, it's not an easy thing to believe. And I see a lot of people in the spiritual world that I feel they claim something, but it doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to be authentic. I wanted it to be what I was saying. And so I put myself through some tests to, to be sure that it was actually spirit talking through me and not just my version of something. What would be one of those tests, Evelina? Hmm. Um, well, one of the things I do when I'm channeling and I'm not sure, is I'll say, let this be God's truth and not mine. Mm -hmm. And then I notice it just gets smoother. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. I love that sentence. I really love that sentence. It's beautiful. Yeah. Really beautiful. You know, from my own perspective where I was, you did this for me during a session, um, at the very beginning I found my ego doubting because at the very beginning you started just conversationally talking to me about what was going on in my life and I'm thinking my ego was saying you see it's not even real and then as time went on I just felt this huge energy enter my body and that's when I started crying because it's just such a beautiful beautiful energy that and mm -hmm. there's no doubt so it, it just became 
it was just so obvious for me. Like there was no doubt. There was not a hint of doubt after that happened and then everything that happened after that was just really profound. Mm. So can you tell us of a time when a particular channel that you did for a client was particularly profound for them, something that stands out for you? I will, but I want to say something about your session. Yeah. Because I, when we started that, I didn't feel as on as I like to be when I channel. Mm-hmm. And, and I, was, I was struggling to really connect. And for me, it's about connecting to my quantum self, connecting to the divine, connecting to Babaji, who's the primary guide that everyone else channels through. And I think between your doubt and my doubt, the first part didn't feel very potent to me. And then things shifted. And then we then we got in the groove and then it felt magical. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, oh, what's being said to me is so smooth and it's all just what wants to happen and I'm out of the way. So that was an example of a time where I had to kind of struggle to get to that place. Why do you think, why do you think that you, to begin with, struggled to get to that place? Uh, Two things. Life happens and sometimes things keep us from being totally present. Mm -hmm. And I think that I admire you and respect you so much that my ego can get engaged with trying to impress. And that's not a place to channel from. So I finally just had to say, whatever's happening, it'll be plenty good enough. Come on, spirit, speak through me. Let these be God's words and not mine. And I put that aside and then we really found a beautiful place. Yeah, it was really magical and really, really incredible. Like the energy was huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so can you give us an example of a, another case which was really, really shifted the client's world with what you had to tell them? I had a woman who came and said, I want an hour and a half. I have one question. What is God? I learned so much. (laughs) I learned so much. She learned so much. It was exploring the creatrix of everything and what that is. And and it was so expansive for both of us. I think that one was life-changing. Wow, I love it. Yeah. Because, you know, that's just... That's just a fantastic question. So many people ask from the ego, uh-huh. you know, like, what, what do I need to do? How do I do what, how do I serve my purpose? How do I do the next thing? That's mm-hmm. what most people, but this woman came in with a, with really the ultimate question. The ultimate question. And I was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. <laughs> I, I had another, I love the question. The woman said, I think I was in the ancient goddess temples. Could we have a tour of the temples? And we spent about 25 minutes with, for me, full visuals of priestess coming in and going through the baths and swimming and being anointed with oils under this waterfall coming out of the the mountain and going into the grounds and each of the sub-temples this one, you lay down your ego, and this one, 
Each one had its own purpose and then into the main temple with all the other priests and priestesses. And it was extraordinary. It changed my life. Wow. Wow. That and I, incredible. it was really incredible. It gave her such a foundation in who she is as a spiritual being that mm. it became unshakable. Beautiful. I love this, Evelina. So I think we're just about ready to um, begin. So how about that you channel the Council of Twelve for beautiful people listening out there? How, mm. Is that okay? I'd love to. Yay. They'd love to. <laughs> so I always start with an invocation, which I think is really important for people. Mm -hmm. to ensure that you're only bringing in beings you want to bring in, only beings of light. And, um, and then they'll come in and speak. Okay? Yeah. So I encourage everyone listening to allow yourself to ground and center, flow right into the core of your body, arriving in the heart of now. I ask the angels and archangels, please create for us a crystalline temple of radiant energy, crystalline temple of light all around this work and everyone listening now or in the future. I ask that you cleanse and clear all energies not of the light from around any of us and weave for each of us our own chrysalis of radiant light filled with the rays and vibrations needed by our evolution and by this work. I ask God, Goddess, source of all that is, encompass us so completely in your radiance that only beings serving love, light, and truth may participate in any way. Deepest healing and highest guidance is received. Calling into this sacred temple, the Council of Twelve. And I welcome those beings from the heart of the light only, who are guides or loved ones for anyone receiving these transmissions. Beautiful. <sighs> Greetings, dear ones. <clears throat> We greet you, we bless you, we're honored to be with you. These are extraordinary times and it's really exquisite for you to take time to listen to spirit, to allow guidance to come into your life and to know that spirit cares about you immensely. So there are many beings like us on the other side of the veil that love to offer guidance and we have all of eternity so you're asking us questions you're asking us to be involved in your life is a delight and we love it especially if you have requests to bring something to your life or clear blocks or allow you to evolve to the next level there are times that We'll feel a prayer in this person and a prayer in this person, and then we get to find a way to bring them together. That's very fulfilling. So it's not that we're invested in whatever you have or whatever you do, whether your prayers are answered or not. 
is up to you, depending on how much you believe and how much you're willing to receive. So your, your life is yours. It's not that we have an agenda for your life, but we absolutely love and treasure supporting your evolution to bring you the wisdom, to bring you the knowledge that allows you to keep functioning at your highest level and to keep elevating that highest level. This is an extraordinary period of time where in a way you either slip back into older ways of behaving or being, or you have the courage and the wisdom to open to new ways. And sometimes that's a little challenging. Sometimes it might require a journey into the underworld to pull up some part of you that's gotten lost in the past. Or it might require letting go of some of your ego's favorite ways of defining yourself. And we encourage you to continue to do that, to let go of who you think you are, let go of needing to know because God knows and you'll be informed as it's time to be informed. So the real excitement is to keep allowing yourself to access a higher level of your own being. What we know is that each person exists not only in the core and the chakras that are in your the column in your body, but seven chakras beyond. And so as you invite spirit to help you open, you're literally opening into your multi-dimensional multi nature. You get to know more and more of who you are as a spirit. So part of the beauty of working with guides is that uplevelment. We're able to see the bigger picture and if you ask of us, we're willing to help you see that bigger picture of who you truly are. We're also fine with very practical questions. Sometimes when people ask really practical questions and they get an answer and it proves true in their life, that's when they're able to let spirit in more. And so it's, it's a way to, you might say, gain more trust or to allow you to gain trust in who you are as a spirit. So many people are in their lives and their lives get small or they grew up small and it feels like just me alone in this world. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And when you open to guidance, when you open to God or goddess, whatever you call it, spirit doesn't care what you call it, but you open to the creatrix in some way, it starts giving you a broader range, a greater sense of who you are and what's possible. And it makes life way more interesting. Mm -hmm. And so we feel that your work with Source, with, with your guides, is a way to expand your capacity to know who you are as a being and to know more of the mystery of the cosmos. The mystery is vast. You can explore it for lifetimes and only touch a portion of it. And so this work with guidance helps you to tune in 
to what's beyond this and what's beyond that, what's beyond that. And it's really, really beautiful to get curious about these other levels of existence. We feel that there's two things that we're playing with this month, every month for our satsangs, which are these online or these gatherings in Asheville, North Carolina, we have a theme. And this one is sovereignty and interdependence. So sovereignty is about evolving your own sense of self, your, your personal power, being able to live from your core, to live from your truth, to be in touch with your soul, to be, in a sense, channeling who you are at a bigger level. But interdependence is also really important. And actually, dependency is important in its right place. So we've kind of got this codependency. We don't want to be codependent. Well, codependent is where you give away your power. But healthy dependency is something like saying to a beloved or a family member, I really need to to tune in. I've got a lot of feelings. Can you sit with me? Can you just hold me? I don't need you to fix me. Codependents need to be fixed. I just want you to hear me. And maybe you can reflect a bit what you hear. And so then you're able to, to lean into someone. And that's a healthy dependency. When you have a healthy dependency, you can have an interdependency. So now you lean in, and this one is the adult on duty, and maybe you're a child for that bit. But then you come back to yourself, thank them, and come back to two adults. And then it might be this one leans in, and this one is the adult on duty. And so we can be that strength for each other while someone is exploring these deeper places inside. And so that's a healthy interdependence. Sovereignty is more, has an independence in it. And the healthy version of that is, I'm offering my work in the world. I've got some disclaimers over here, some people that don't like it. But I have to tune in to what my soul says about it. And what happens when I talk to God about it, or goddess, or my guides. Am I in integrity with myself doing this? And if those answers are yes, then you go ahead. Because everyone has their own unique place to be on the planet, their own unique work. And if it's your unique work, it may be that other people don't understand it. And especially people who are close to you often have a hard time seeing you in this more expanded way. It's said that a prophet is never understood in their own country. So it's kind of like that. So my family... They have no idea what channeling is. After all these years, 38 years, they don't really get it. And I don't talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. So I like to talk to people who can at least understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if, they, if they're skeptics, but at least they're open. At least they're it. open. They're not closed to it. I'm wondering if I can ask the Council of Twelve a question. Sure. Yeah. So I'd like to ask the Council of Twelve, um, this 
dance that we play between um, doing, doing, taking action mm-hmm. versus um, things unraveling before us in a very natural way. So, you know, our ego always wants us to do, 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 take action. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. How, how much of it is is still us that we're expected to step up and take action versus something appearing before us and we say yes to whatever's appearing before us. It's that dance that I, you know, personally am challenged with and I know others are. So, for example, it could be that I know that I need to do more lives on social media but I don't feel like I want to. And then there's a belief that, well, I don't have to because it's all sorted. It's all sorted from my guides. Like it'll all work out in the end. So this dance about doing and taking action versus events will just unravel and we just say yes to whatever is in the present moment. Can you, can the Council of Twelve speak on that? It's a beautiful question. Yes. So it's always a blend of both. It's a blend of, of surrender, allowing spirit to move, and then taking action. If it's all surrender, then it's like you're imagining that on this side of the veil, we're running your life, and we don't care to do that. We wanted a life, we'd get one. And so the taking action, as well as the spiritual practices of saying prayers and calling for guidance and asking for wisdom to come through. That's your part of the the curriculum, you might say, or the relationship. Overdone, there's no room for spirit. And so this is really the value of spiritual practices that you, you take time away from do 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 to being to sit with with yourself to sit with spirit sit with your guides and in a way wait for the next instruction not the next you must do this but the next thing that arises from within and the action that really serves comes from deep within and so you're you're paying attention to that and maybe you feel, I want to do this certain kind of live webinar, live something or other, and your mind gets busy and you get really tired and it doesn't, it's not gelling, stop. That's where you go into stillness. Okay, spirit, turning this over. I don't know what wants to happen here. Please reveal it to me and I'll wait to see. I have a really interesting example, and this comes from Evelina, because sometimes we go back and forth, we've worked together so long. When I was moving out of California, I had some input about moving to Asheville, North Carolina, 3,000 miles. And I said, okay, soul, okay, guides, Council of Twelve, I cannot make this decision. I cannot do this from any of my faculties. It has to arise from so deep within me 
that there's no question. And one day, and then I let it go. And about a week and a half later, I woke up and I went, I'm moving to Asheville, North Carolina. And I went, there's no question. And everything felt so clear. So that's that collaboration that if it's feeling like struggle and it's not quite working and you, uh, it's not quite what I want to say, surrender, turn it over, give it, put it in the lap of the Divine Mother, let it go. And then watch and ask for signs and ask for signals where you're overdoing the turning it over, letting everything find its own way to ravel or unravel is where it starts feeling rudderless. It starts feeling like, oh, it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Well, that's because we're not in charge of your life. So we need instructions, you see. Mm-hmm. We're not codependent. In other words, we're not going to help without being asked. And so so you you look at what you want to do and then you make your request in prayer or intentions or write a list or whatever to say, here's, here's what I'm asking from spirit and I turn it over, I surrender. And once you surrender, then you stop. You get still, you allow. You allow, you accept that you're where you are, you acknowledge all the things you've brought to this, and that lets you arrive at the next level. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like action again. Then you feel almost like the engine inside is is revving up again, but you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love your example that you gave about, you know, moving because that's basically the way that I make decisions these days is that if there's confusion, there's no decision because mm-hmm. that means that we just need to just let that go. Like, uh-huh. There's no decision that needs to be made and then something will be that strong that then you know that's the answer. That's yes. the feeling. And you have, you know, turn it over to spirit, ask for assistance, ask for help and you will be guided, but you have to be very specific in terms of what you want and spirit will guide you there. I love that. That's absolutely beautiful. So I'm wondering, um, you know, whether we can ask the council to give the people listening, what is a message that they need to hear right now? Hmm. You are divine. You come from the heart of the divine. There's nothing outside of the divine. So, of course, you're the divine. Which means that encoded in your psyche and your consciousness is everything you need to live the life you came here to live. Yes, you may have accepted a lot of amnesia. It's not easy, but it's part of the schoolroom. And we see Earth as a schoolroom. People... You know, the old fairy tales are live happily ever after. That's not what you come to earth for. Because on the other side of the veil, you live happily ever after. On earth, you come for lessons. And some of them are really intense. Some are very tough. And some of them pile on top of each other. There's a plan. Your soul has a plan. Some people will say, I don't know why my soul got me into this. No, it's not that kind of thing. It isn't that your soul is punishing you. 
It's not bad karma from other times. There's a lesson to be learned. So your soul might have said, I want to understand the heart of family love. And so you come into an incarnation that's the opposite of that, where family love isn't and where people aren't in their hearts and you experience the trauma and all of that, all of what that creates in your psyche. And then as you unravel that through your healing processes, you come to know the heart of family love. Not only that, you come to know how to help other people arrive at that, you see. And so when you're, when you're involved in, when engaged in something and it's got you and it's got a hold of you and it's really hard, God, goddess, guide my words, my thoughts, my actions. Or favorite prayer, Divine Mother, we see her, her heart is like a vast womb. It's so, so amazing and beautiful. Great Mother Goddess, take me in to the vast womb of your heart and recreate me. Cook me up again as if I'd always been wondrously loved. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That gives Spirit a lot of room to work with you. Thank you, Evelina, and thank you for the Council of Twelve. Thank you for bringing forward the Council of Twelve. Mm, so welcome. Thank you so much. So I would like to ask you, Evelina, um, mm. what does, oh yeah, I'll let you close off. <laughs> Do I'm need? just wanting to thank the Council for releasing them. They'll still be here with all of us. Beautiful. So I'd like to ask you, you because you said that story about God, mm. I know that this is a big question. I wonder if you can give us a brief synopsis. What is God? <laughs> hmm. God is vast beyond any words describing it, she, them. God is the creatrix of all, moves through everything, I feel God has no agenda, except God is infinitely curious. And so this, this creatrix, this presence, this vastness that can make these incarnational worlds and care about the feathers on these beautiful birds at the same time, that, that vastness keeps wanting to see what's next and what's next. And I feel it in all of us. And in a way, the more that we evolve spiritually, the more curious we get. I'm still taking workshops. I've been doing it for 50 years. You know, I want to know this and, oh, that's new. I want to know that and that and that. And that's that curiosity in all of us that in a way drives creation. And I think it's really about God being really curious. What else is possible? I love that. I love that. That innocent curiosity that children have um, is something that's so beautiful and special. And if we're just curious about everything and open to the next thing rather than have this belief that this is the way it must happen or, mm -hmm. you know, it's just 
beautiful. So thank you for today's um, episode, Evelina. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you bringing in the Council of Twelve with your beautiful wisdom and your guidance. And yeah, thank you so much. Mm, you're so welcome. It's been truly a pleasure to be so here with you today. One last thing. How can people connect in with you if they need to connect in with you? They can on my website, which is evelinarose.com. And it's E-V-A-L-E-N-A rose.com. And my email is evelina at evelinarose.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a, quite a large channel on YouTube with some of our videos we've done and a lot of other videos. And I, when the, when the whole thing hit in 2020, I just heard elders to the fore and I've been offering my, my legacy to the world. Mm -hmm. And so my website has a lot of videos and audios. So I encourage people to go and tap in and find something really valuable to you. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing your work to the world, for stepping mm -hmm. up with courage. It, is, it, is, it does take courage to step up and own the work that you do that is not accepted by mainstream mm -hmm. um, yet. So thank you so much, Evelina. I want to say one more thing. I channel with people on, in, all over the planet. I've worked with people in 25 countries and most mm. of the states. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Mm, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Galactic Guidance. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. And we would so love it if you also shared it with your friends. Until next time, remember to stay connected to your own inner guidance and trust the journey ahead. <laughs>